Hey. Good afternoon. Good morning, wherever you are. Good evening, if you are somewhere further east of here. I'm David Solomon. I'm in calm, non-electoral Canada, and Stuart is in stormy Florida. Although Florida is not stormy per se in the electoral sense, but in the United States, it's a bloody storm. Last night, the idea was Tuesday night, midterm elections, all the prognosticators, all of them all said the same thing. Get ready for the red invasion, the red wave, the red takeover. Call it whatever you want. CNN said it. Fox said it. NBC said the world's coming to an end because of it. But here we are, the morning or the day after. It almost feels like a night of really bad sex because today, here we are, and we still don't have any, any, you know, a decision. According to CNN, Stuart, as of 12.02 p.m. Eastern Time, the Republicans are 16 seats short of a majority. The Democrats are 34. That's CNN. Fox is even less, you know, aggressive with it. And they're saying it's even less of a, of a, of a role to majority. They have 201 versus 175. We actually even have another situation where we have runoffs. We have problems in the Senate. We have Stewart. In 2022, I can't understand how we still cannot have any decision on an election. So let me grab it, David. Let me start off with in 2002, Florida was the laughing Chad of the world. Chad, Chad. <laughs> and, 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 and to be honest with you and to be fully transparent, I myself was a hanging Chad. Because when I went to vote in Florida for the first time, you had to poke a hole where I'm used to circling a bubble. And I am by far, yes, a hanging Chad. But I'm not going to let you hang out anymore because Florida invested money into an electoral system that works, right? We know who won in Florida. It's the only state where woke come to die, as I quote the new reelected governor, DeSantis. And, you know, a lot of, of my Democrat friends who have been hazing and hating DeSantis and say, well, there's this other guy in Ohio. He's a nice guy. And I go, did you look at his credentials? Well, go look at this guy's credentials. People fail to understand that a little research goes a long way. And no one expected a red wave. You know, it's new sensationalism, maybe. But at the end of the day, I myself voted for whom I thought was the best candidates. And, and just so you know, David, and I'm on the record, and if she's actually listening, I voted for a Democratic mayor in Sunny Isles. Yep. I didn't vote for the Republican ticket in Sunny Isles, and now there's a runoff by 37 votes. But the country is divided more than ever. And you want to know something? I am not a Trumpist, though he is the leader of the Republican Party. No, he's not. 
Yeah, he is by defect. Yeah, but it's the way it works in the United States. He is by defect being the former president, the leader of the RNC. Right? The RNC isn't going to do anything without Donald Trump at this point. And that may be that may be the biggest negative about the RNC looking forward. But the Democrats have no one else to put forward. Listen, I don't know. I think the bigger problem about the 2022 election, besides counting the votes, the divided vote, is how the hell do New Yorkers vote in more of the same? I don't get it. AOC won by like 70%. You know, that blows my mind how effed up New York is. I don't get it. You know, you know, David, and being totally neutral about this, the amount of New Yorkers and Californians and Massachusettsans moved to Florida, it is mind-boggling. And yet the shellacking is where woke came to die. The largest victory, the largest victory for a gubernatorial race in a very long time, in a, a contested race where the DNC spent hundreds of millions of dollars to try and defeat Ron DeSantis. But like when you go and look at a candidate, he's a Harvard grad, Yale grad, naval, right? Served. The guy's resume is fabulous. And the only thing that a Democrat said to me, who's probably listening, is that he says it's because of God. And that's the only negative they can give us is that the guy's a religious guy. And I wanted to remind all these Democrats out there that the Kennedys were Catholics. They were not pro-abortion either. They were pro-God, right? Now, some people wear more religion on the sleeve than others, and I'm not a big fan of that, David. But the divisiveness of the 2022 midterms has a lot to do with the Democratic Party trying to be a religion. Versus a political party. It's the same with schools trying to teach ideology versus reading and arithmetic. This is an systemic problem in the United States that we will get beyond because the largest change of power occurs in the United States every four years and the validation every four years in the midterms. Right? Well, Two years in. Well, okay. Well, wait. But you threw a lot out there, and let me let me just get let me try to let me just try to. Like I did, add a I little did, bit here I did. Because because I'll get to tell you why. As an, listen, I got to tell you, I, I flipped between Fox and CNN last night. I avoided MSNBC because I don't like. Well, I, I'm the one who got you onto that. I told you about that. I, I come on, MSNBC, I told you MSNBC, MSNBC. You know, like talked about how the world is coming to an end as usual. When anything would do with the Republicans, it's got to be the world is coming to an end. But Stuart, here, here's the here's the thing, and why I, we I believe that your country is completely a mess. Neither party listened. Neither party listened. Neither party listened, and that's all I could say. The Democrats did not listen to the voters, and the Democrats did not listen to what was really important. Case in point, Florida. Republicans did not listen because they had to get rid of Donald Trump, I think, was the liability that was unnecessary because he his candidates that he endorsed didn't fare well. And then on Monday night, 
When Donald Trump says to everybody next week in Mar-a-Lago, I'm making a crazy announcement. What are you doing? You further divided this country again. And I think that both parties right now will have to look at each other and scratch their heads and go on, what are we going to do in two years from now? Because when you look at the Senate, it is so down the middle. And if you look at the House, it's so down the middle. And if you look at governors, it's a lot. I mean, yeah, you have your, your Ron DeSantis's of this world and you have your other candidates who've won by a, by, a, by a kill. But at the same time, you have problems. You have people like you. Why is today the squad going from four to six? So what's being said is 10, can, 10 members of this radical left-wing group. What is going on? At the same time, why did Miami-Dade, that has gone against the Republicans, suddenly went red? I can tell you why. What's because it? No, all I- the New Yorkers, all the New Yorkers in Massachusetts and all the Californians that came here because it was the only state that made sense, love it. Well, that's the thing. And, and, but yet you hear the hate. The Miami Herald hated DeSantis. You hear these things. My, thing, my point is to you, Stuart, is that what we've got, what you've got in the United States today is a country that just can't figure out its own identity, that doesn't know what it wants and what it needs. Abortion was the most important topic. Clearly, it was not because it didn't get passed in, in, in many referenda. Okay. You have a lot of other things that, you know, like you look at different races. What the heck happened? Why are they so narrow? And I'll give you another thing. And I know the Republicans made a bunch of boo-boos. I got to tell you, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of boo-boos. I agree. I want to point out two Democratic boo-boos. They're called Beta O'Rourke and Stacey Abrams. You invested heavily to, to completely embarrass, and you know, Governor Abbott in Texas because of immigration. You thought Georgia was a great swing state and Kemp was an, you know, was an illegitimate, according to Stacey Abrams. He stole the election from him, from her, sorry. Oh, whoa, 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 wait a second. Wait a minute. Someone said an election was stolen? A Democrat. And she went unscathed. And my point is, is that, 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 that you saw at the beginning of the night that both Democratic candidates had a big lead because of the mail-ins and the early, early vote. But when all the votes were legally and properly counted, all of a sudden, look what happens. But that so, happens, David, but that happens every time. But, look, but hold on, Stuart. But Stuart my point is, no, no, my point is, no, but Stuart, my point is here were two candidates who did not run on policy. They ran on insulting, embarrassing, demeaning their opponent, neither O'Rourke, Neither or Stacey Abrams had a policy that made any sense. How about you, Chris? How about Charlie I mean, Chris? He, listen, he lost as a Republican, Democrat, and as independent. Listen, I mean, Charlie, that guy's a three-time loser. Charlie Christ, and again, it's a it just shows you that there is like Ron, Ron DeSantis showed true leadership. One of the comments that I'd heard, and it was and yes, it was on Fox, but it was not a Republican or a conservative uh, person who said it. Ron DeSantis showed real leadership in the last in during his first term. And while people said the only way to handle COVID was shut down the state and to shut down schools and masks and whatever, he said no. And all of a sudden, his theories, all of his comments were proven correct. But yet we all have to yell. We all have to be. No, no, no. He could not be right. So let's go find something else to crap him on him. Let's crap on his handling of the hurricane. Oh, come on.
Look at what happened in Georgia already, the Jim Crow, the defiant seat. The, uh, the Democrats need to wake up. And this is the comment that I heard both on CNN and Fox. You're completely misunderstanding your own electorate. And the same thing with the Republicans. If you look at where the states where they should have won, they misunderstood their own voters. And quite frankly, I don't think that 2024, we're going to see any better clarity unless something changes. The radicalism, this is the other comment I heard on both stations, and this was impressive. The further you pull the parties outwards, right or left, yep. the more the voters want to go to the center. That's why your country is so freaking divided, Stuart. You know, I can handle the divisiveness because, frankly, I just sort of laugh at those. Hey, listen, the Democrat Party has become a religion. And I think that's the most important statement that I get out of all of this. I was at the polls. I have a poll worker that that called the cops on someone who was talking to her aunt in a line that was wearing a shirt pro-candidate and was asked and removed from the property when two others for another candidate were allowed to hang out and do nothing. I walked into the polling station had to stand up for someone who was trying to cast a vote. And because they were not in a Democratic type dress, yeah, they were going but out. Stuart, but Stuart, look, what happened, look what happened in Nevada when they screwed up with the lines and the Republicans tried to get the judge to extend the the, the voting times because people couldn't go vote and blah, blah. Look, the... Uh, I cannot understand how 50 states cannot get their crap together. Okay, honestly, I cannot. Well, it's a republic. First of all, we I don't know want what it is. Stuart. I know, Stuart, Stuart, we have one minute and I don't need a history lesson. I know why. I get it. It's 50 countries working to, you know, working into one. But you got to know what? A federal election should be handled by one entity, not 50. But that's just par for the course for the United States to continue its divisiveness. And it shows that it just cannot, cannot, cannot get its democracy together. And you know what? This whole threat to democracy that we've heard time and time again. You know what, ladies and gentlemen? The fact that you voted the fact that you voted in this election shows that democracy isn't dead. The fact that we I can agree. talk about this in debate at this time, it shows that democracy is not dead. No one is going to kill democracy here as long as we get to choose every, as you have in the U.S., every two years and in every other election. Until that changes, democracy is fine. So, ladies and gentlemen, while you're divided, figure your shit out. Get your stuff together. Figure out your voice messaging. Figure out what people really want. Okay, and then you, hopefully in 2024, there's real leadership in the White House, in the House, and in the Senate, and every state. All right, David, say goodbye. You know what, folks?